The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Today I was invited to speak about four worldly wings. So this is called uh, in uh, Pali, Lokadhamma. The uh, this is the the reality of this world, what we experience in this world all the time. So this this is the world. Uh, what we experience in this world is the feelings. So mostly the we, our mind is obsessed by feelings. This worldly beings also the, the uh, feelings which generate by uh, eight kind of experiences. So these are the experiences, worldly experiences. So what namely this uh, say, uh, uh, gain and loss. Uh, praise and blame uh, and uh, so I, I forget that in English words <laughs> and uh, yes uh, Uh, gain and yeah, gain and gain and loss, fame and disgrace, blame and praise, pleasure and pain. So <laughs> these are the English words used to describe these things. So this the important thing is pleasure and pain. So this other the gain and loss actually make the the pleasure and pain. So any, anyway, pleasure and pain generally we take as the bodily pain and pleasure. But this uh, the gain and loss make the mental uh, pleasure and pain. So the uh, so this is the just basically this gain and loss is the what people mostly expect. So the the loss they don't expect, but the gain is expect. So we are we are acting to get the gains, to avoid losses. So that is, that is how our intentions build up. Because our mind naturally uh, uh, try to avoid this uh, pain and try to, achieve, try to get the pleasure. So it is, it is a, the pleasure and pain is, is very close to our mental activity. So most of our choices are drives or choices arise based on the feelings. So it is closely related to the feelings and our volitions, feelings and uh, our attention, always closely re related. It is a part of our mentality. It is a far part of the, this mental process. 
So that's why uh, the gain, we always expect the gain. We, we happy to have the gains. And we are, we are try to avoid losses. So it is a part of our life. It is a part of all living beings. So the other thing is fame and disgrace. This is for the humans mainly. The, they, they like to have the fame. The, that means the, if you, if people praise you, their good, good name, if you, if it is spreading everywhere, they, people like that. And, uh, the, the, that is, uh, the, uh, fame and disrepute in other words. So if people uh, blame you, they, they talk about bad things about you. So people don't like that, even regarding an institution or anything. The other thing is uh, blame and praise. People are blaming and praising. There is also the verbal. The, all these the two things be, belongs to the, the the sounds come to your ear. So the praise and blame or fame and disrepute is all, everything you experience in this world come to your ears mainly. And uh, gain and loss is maybe material gain or these other, other things. That means the things come to your five sense, senses. And then you take in from your mind and how you deal with these things. So the most important thing, what generated by this, uh, the, the gain and loss, distribute and frame, blame and praise, what generate the, the, the pleasure and pain in your mind? So pleasure and pain come from your body is another set. That one also create the mental pleasure and pain. So ultimately go to the feelings the feelings, how, what you feel. So the, if, you, if you take these things in right perspective, that means if you, if you think rightly, so if you know this, uh, all forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions arise here are impermanent. These, these things arise based on causes and conditions. And these things subject to change and vanish. So these are then your relationship to all this uh, gain, loss, uh, distribute, fame, blame, and praise, pleasure and pain is different, becoming different because you are you you know these things are impermanent stuff. These things are subject to change and vanish. So they, then you are not much worrying. You are not trying to control these things. So your relationship changed to these things. Then you are not worrying. Otherwise, you are, you are ta- your mind and your all actions, your volitions are taken by these worldly winds. These are called worldly winds because when these winds blow, your all your happiness are taken by these things, or you are obsessed by these things, and <clears throat> you are. Your mind go to uh, foolish states, <laughs> or your your actions go to foolish levels because your mind is taken by these worldly winds. So Lord Buddha say the the noble uh, that means he, well, uh, people who listen to dhamma 
or the, these Lord Buddha's teachings, or people who knows this reality of this impermanence and non-self nature of all these experiences, they are not taken by these uh, worldly winds or these uh, obsessions come to our mind. So we just cut off and let go. We free our mind from these uh, ex experiences. And we, may, we bring that equanimity to our mind by contemplate correctly on these experiences. So that is the most important thing to understand. Worldly wings are always experienced. Even the, the, the people who understand these realities or the people who don't understand these realities. When people don't understand or don't hear, haven't heard about these realities, they, they relate to these experiences in the wrong way and they, they fall into suffering. Other people can avoid suffering but let, by letting go and accept as it is and know these things are impermanent. These things are not under our control. When the causes and conditions change, all these things change. This praise and blame, gain and loss and uh, the uh, disrepute and fame, these things can change at any time when the causes and conditions are changing. These are not permanent things. So that's why the, the, I will read one sutta uh, coming Tipitaka. So this uh, sutta, how Lord Buddha talk about these kind of things and, uh, and how how Lord Buddha instruct us to avoid the, the unskillful actions arise based on these experiences, how to avoid these things and how to bring the peace of mind by reflecting correctly on these experiences. So I will read this sutta so then you can... Uh, uh, to uh, understand how to relate to the reality of this body and mind. So this is Anguttara Nikaya Attaka Nipata Patama Pannasaka Mitta Vagga Dutiya Loka Dhamma Sutta. So if I tell in uh, according to the normal numbering, so this is AN 8.6 Anguttara Nikaya or the numbered discourses, books, uh, the book of eights. This is the uh, uh, first 50 of suttas, this, uh, the, the chapter one, number six, worldly conditions. So I will read uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi's translation. Bhikkhus. These eight worldly conditions revolve around the world. And the world revolves around these eight worldly conditions. What eight? Gain and loss. Disrepute and fame. Blame and praise. And pleasure and pain. These eight worldly conditions revolve around the world and the world revolves around these eight worldly conditions because an uninstructed 
whirling meets gain and loss, disrepute and fame, blame and praise, and pleasure and pain. An uninstructed noble, an instructed noble disciple also meets gain and loss, disrepute and fame, blame and praise, and pleasure and pain. What is the distinction, the disparity, the difference between an, an instructed noble disciple and an, an, an uninstructed worldling with regard to this? Then the bhikkhus answered like this, Bhante, our teachings are rooted in the Blessed One, guided by Blessed One. Take recourse in the Blessed One. It would be good if the Blessed One would clear up the meaning of this statement. Having heard it from him, the bhikkhus will retain it in mind. Then listen, bhikkhus, and attend closely. I will speak. Buddha told. Yes, Bhante. Those bhikkhus replied. The Blessed One said this. Bhikkhus, when an uninstructed worldling meets with gain, he does not reflect thus. This gain that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with loss, he does not reflect thus. This loss that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with fame, he does not reflect thus. This fame that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with disrepute, Disrepute. He does not reflect thus. This, this, this disrepute that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it, it as it really is. When he meets with blame, he does not reflect thus. This blame that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with praise, he does not reflect thus. This praise that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with pleasure, he does not reflect thus. This pleasure that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it as it really is. When he meets with pain, he does not reflect thus. 
This pain that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He does not understand it really it is. The gain obsesses his mind, and losses obsesses his mind. Fame obsesses his mind. The disrepute obsesses his mind. Blame obsesses his mind. And praise obsesses his mind. Pleasure obsesses his mind. And pain obsesses his mind. He is attracted to gain and repelled by loss. He is attracted to fame and repelled by disrepute. He is attracted to praise and repelled by blame. He is attracted to pleasure and repelled by pain, thus involved with, the, with attraction and repulsion. He is not freed from birth, from old age and death, from sorrow, lamentation, pain, dejection and anguish. He is not freed from suffering, I say. But because when an instructed noble disciple meets with gain, he reflects thus, This gain that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He thus understands it as really is. When he meets with loss, fame, disrepute, blame, praise, pleasure, he reflects thus. When he meets pain, he reflects thus. This pain that I have met is impermanent, suffering, and subject to change. He thus understands it as it really is. Gain does not obsess his mind, and loss does not obsess his mind. Fame does not obsess his mind. And disrepute does not obsess his mind. Blame does not obsess his mind. And praise does not obsess his mind. Pleasure does not obsess his mind. And pain does not obsess his mind. He is not attracted to gain or repelled by loss. He is not attracted to fame or repelled by the disrepute. He is not attracted to praise or repelled by blame. He is not attracted to pleasure or repelled by pain. Having thus uh, discarded, uh, discarded attraction and repulsion, he freed from birth, from old age, death, from sorrow, lamentation, pain, dejection, and anguish. He is freed from suffering, I say. This because is the distinction, the disparity, the difference between an instructed noble disciple and an uninstructed worldling. So there are three translations of uh, verses. Gain and loss, disrepute and fame, blame and praise, pleasure and pain. These conditions that people meet are impermanent, transient, 
and subject to change. A wise and mindful person knows them and sees that they are subject to change. Desirable conditions don't excite his mind, nor he repelled by undesirable conditions. He has repelled attraction and repulsion. They are gone and no longer present, having known the dustless, sorrowless state, he understands rightly and has transcended existence. So this is the Sutta. So now we can understand the, what we have to do to get the true understanding, the right understanding. So the seeing all experiences as impermanent, suffering, and perishable. So this this is the the thing we have to cultivate within us to see the right seeing. We have to cultivate within us. Then we see things correctly. So we relate to things correctly. Then we can let go and free our mind from this all undesirable states of mind. So this is the, the this is the teaching the the I read. So if you have any questions, you can ask. So the basic of the, this, all these teachings is to cultivate the right understanding regarding our body and mind. So the body and mind the, is always impermanent. This, that means if this eye, ear, nose, tongue, body, and all forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions, and consciousnesses related to all this uh, body and mind is impermanent, subject to change and vanish. And these are not under I, me, myself. I, me, myself is delusion. It is a part of this delusion of these consciousnesses. So that is the part of our mind. So we have to understand that reality and deal with all these things with equanimity, metta. So let go things. Do our actions which is appropriate to the present moment. And, and you sh we should be inspired by to let go things and free our mind, free, get freed our mind from all these afflictions, all these relations. And then we can uh, inspire our, our, our minds to liberate from all this five-sense world first and then all the feelings and perceptions later. And then we can... Uh, we can de we can develop our mind to to the higher most states, so the the liberation from all experiences, so liberate from the feelings and perceptions. So this this is what Lord Buddha's instructions. This is Dhamma. This, these are the things we have to cultivate. So Lord Buddha inspired to to understand these realities, and see these realities within ourselves, and develop our mind. To the higher states, that means the uh, extinguishment of this five sense world, and then extinguishment from the feelings and perceptions. So that is a extinguishment from the form, and then the nama. So the name and form. So if you have any questions, you can ask. So then uh, I can.
Thank you, Arjun. If anyone has any questions, you can okay. welcome to come up to the microphone to ask them, or I think also if you're shy, you can just maybe call out your question from where you are, <laughs> and Bhante will repeat the question for the online audience. Yeah. Uh, we do have one question already online, but if there's someone who'd like to start in the room, what we'll do is alternate between a question from someone here at the hall and one of the online questions. Thank you. Somebody has to start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, out of the eight things you said, uh, um, I mean, it applies to all things. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, gain and loss and pain and pressure is personal. Uh, I mean, one experiences. But other four, uh, that is praise and blame and popularity and unpopularity, mm. uh, it depends on how others feel, uh, react to you. For example, when you are praised, mm. some people praise you at the same time, some people blame you. So, uh, again, popularity, among some people you are popular, some other people are unpopular. I mean, even Buddha was praised, uh, some people blame Buddha. So uh, that's the nature of the world because people are people, they have their own views and ideas and their own way of thinking, their defilements, cankers. So it is a pretty complex world, isn't it? I mean, we, uh, it all depends on, we are all interacting. So these, are, these uh, conditions apply to all things. Uh, not only to human beings, into conditions, situations, uh, uh, countries, uh, political systems, and all this stuff. So this is a yeah. pretty obvious thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So the only thing, the what we are experiencing is the what we our mind drives. So the when people praise, depending on different causes and conditions. Sometimes, if you do bad things, some people praise. <laughs> it it anyway it not leads to your future happiness. But some people praise because they they think that that is good for their country or something, or sometimes they are they are living or existence. But it leads to more suffering. You don't see how this uh, the how the unskillful actions give results in future. So that's that's why the the important thing is how you get these things. Then you can uh, you can uh, relate to these things in correct way. So then you can uh, avoid suffering to yourself, and the uh, you can avoid uh, the suffering come to other people also if you relate to these things in the right way. Otherwise, you, when these things obsess your mind, since your actions are arise based on that obsession your volitions, your choices, and then your verbal actions, bodily actions arise. So when you get a gain, if you not relate to these gains correctly, you are, you are, you are naturally become conceited. Oh, I know, I, I achieved these things. Uh, I know better than others. 
this kind of um, the conceit naturally arises within us so that's why you have to be humble you have to you have to maintain right relationship to your experience in the same time the when you get a loss you think i i am foolish enough i am i am not clever enough to get the gain so that is not the case sometimes <laughs> maybe it is true to a certain extent but this gains gains and losses are changed depending on causes and conditions sometimes you lose because the external causes and conditions now you see this the in these countries so when you are living in your when you are doing a business sometimes the external causes and conditions change recently we heard because this building projects we talk about the building projects so some the small building this construction companies bankrupted due to the the, the lack of this uh, supply of uh, timber <laughs> so that's what i heard recently because the timber supplies they only the big uh, construction companies could survive and most uh, small companies faced uh, big losses so it is something external causes and conditions so some, sometimes people can explain it as oh that is his, their bad karma <laughs> that is not the case that is not true so it is that is how this world works there is these causes and conditions changes based on different uh, reasons so that's why uh, it is a flow of happening things it is the way how if you are conscious in this world consciousness is working so suffering is always associated with this consciousness it is a part of the existence this impermanence or the the uncertainty of whatever thing we are experiencing is a reality it is a truth so that's why when you know when you take it as a reality a truth so then you can maintain your mind not for, not to falling to 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 suffering you can avoid and you can release your mind from suffering that is third noble truth so the practicing the right thing then you can chago patani sagud you can let go things and free your mind and bring your mind to a stable state or the calm and peaceful states you can generate within yourself so that's why it is important to understand these basics of the reality and use that knowledge when you are relating to the world relating world means your forms feelings perceptions and volitions and consciousnesses all these things are your world nothing beyond that thank you bante uh, i guess in a very simplistic way we could say that when these events occur we naturally desire happiness and the flip side of desire is disappointment so if we can um see this desire for what it is it would be helpful is that correct yes the desire is part of the, yes. the our experience because when we when we experience the desire arise the craving or wanting these things arise naturally in our, that is the that is the part of this conscious process it is a natural process this consciousness is a natural process when you are conscious the feelings arise then your desire arise the only thing if you know about this process it is impermanent all these uh, the 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 things subjects are impermanent and then this this feelings perceptions volitions whatever thing arise 
within this conscious process is also impermanent. So if we know that, then this desire you can let go. But desire is a part of this conscious process. That is the important thing you have to understand. When you go to go to the uh, the, the dinner table or lunch table, you 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 see the food. Then your desire arises. Then you choose whatever thing is suitable to you. So that desire is a part of this conscious process. If you if you let go this one and you you choose all the undesirable things to you, so then what will happen? <laughs> Another pain arises in your body. Then your 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 tongue is not happy. Your body is not happy. Sometimes sometimes there, there some food if you when you eat the body rejects. You you can eat, but your stomach rejects. And this, uh, the indigestion arises in your body because you are not used to eat those food. So then you have, you have to understand, you have to be kind to your body and mind. So that's why these feelings and perceptions, you have to reflect wisely on these things and use these things when you are living in your day-to-day -day life. But you have to keep in mind, these are all impermanent stuff. These, these feelings and perceptions comes and goes. So that is the way how it works. So you, then you, you keep the, the moderate uh, the relationship, the moderate way of react, reaction, reacting to these things. But in the same time, you know, associating with these things never bring to an end of suffering. So for, for achieving to the end of suffering, you have to abandon the whole mass of these experiences, these all forms, feelings, perceptions, and volitions. So then you have to develop your mind not to entangle with these, these experiences. Just liberate from all these experiences. Liberate from all these, these uh, forms, feelings, perceptions, volitions, and consciousnesses. Ultimately, the consciousness, the, Liberate from all consciousnesses. Then you liberate from suffering. Otherwise, you are always prone to suffering sooner or later. If you are now, you, you enjoy something, but these enjoyments are impermanent, subject to change. So then, if you are, if you, until you develop your mind beyond these experiences, go beyond. So not to have any experience, not to have a, any conscious consciousness, then you know where this suffering ceases, where this suffering come to end. So that's why Lord Buddha say, this continuation of existence is the problem. When you continue this existence, then leads to the states of suffering. If, if this continuation stop, if you know how to do it, how, how to achieve those states, so then the no more, re no more rebirth, no more existence come to the end. So that, that is the end of suffering. Until you exist in whatever, whatsoever states, it leads to suffering. Greetings, Bhante. Thank you very much for your talk. Um, when you're talking about the end of rebirth, yeah. um, I'm wondering if you could perhaps say a few words about um, the accumulation of karma uh, and the end of accumulation of karma and what are the causes or the conditionality that lead to either one of those, how one can 
be free of accumulation of karma? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is, it is a good question. Because the accumulation of karma is a part of the, this conscious process. That means when you, when you develop a skill or action, you have the past intentions. So when the consciousness is exist, this past intentions work depending on present moment experiences, present moment, whatever thing you experience is totally this conscious process is backed up by the past experiences. This karma is always there. But the, the Lord Buddha say this going to the rebirth or future existences based on craving. So the craving come from delusion, not understanding the, the, the reality of this, this conscious process. So when you are not deluded, when you develop your mind to, to the total cessation and then you know where this suffering ceases, and in the same time, you know the suffering arises when the consciousness is working. When there is no more consciousness, so then no suffering. So then this con until you exist in any, any form, any level, any state, the, that is the cause of suffering, existence. So then you, if, do, if you do not have the, the craving to exist anymore. Uh, that, is the, that is the end of the, that is the way how can enter suffering. That means see, when this present existence come to end, there is no more craving to exist anymore. Then it, it is the cause that does not go to another birth, another, another state of existence. Because the craving has gone, finished. You, your wisdom has grown to that level. You clearly know this the craving to existence creates suffering. So whatever, whatsoever existence creates suffering because all experiences are impermanent. So this, that understanding is the important thing. So that achievement, so you, you understand the total cessation. So you are no more deluded. So the karma is always there. That's why that is the most important thing. If there is no existence, the karma can't ripe there. So that's why then, then in end of the continuation. If there's a continuation is going on, so the karma has a chance to ripen at at, at a suitable uh, ground. In in simple way, if you are telling, if you develop the, the, the skills related to the five sense world. So these skills can ripen when you are, when you are having the five, sense, five senses. If you don't have five senses, these, these skills can't ripen because no basis. So that's why the, when the person directly understands this five sense world, the, the Adina Asa the Nisarana, that means the 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 the, the, the bad the, the the negative the 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 qualities of the this five sense world objects and the positive the things regarding this five sense world. 
and how to extinguish these five senses lord buddha say then they he can he clearly understand associating with five senses is <laughs> leads to suffering so then and in the same time he knows how to totally extinguish these five senses so that is the reason he they, that person do not have any more craving to come back to this five sense world so that kind of person is totally abandoned the five senses they no more thinking about five senses so that's why they never come back to five senses that is anagami the non returner non return they are not returned back to this five senses world so they go to the jhana realms and they 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 they, they eliminate the other part of the existence that is a existence to this uh, material and immaterial realms so the craving they already have to their ruparaga aruparaga manudda chavija those states the, the craving to those states they still have but they have transcended all the the craving to the five senses world so then they don't come back so go the craving is the problem craving based on delusion not clearly seeing and understanding first you can develop the perceptions this impermanent nature non self nature and then you can develop the mind to abandon the five senses suppress this uh, the the gratification to the five sense world objects and uh, develop your mind beyond this five sense world that's why this path lord buddha described this path and introduced this path so when we develop this path we we can achieve the the states of mind which are totally abandon the five sense world so then you can directly know directly experience how to abandon five senses let go the five senses and go to the mind realm so then you can compare what is there and what is not there so that's why it is important to practice the path and the to up to the end of the path then you can see how things arise and how things ceases Do we have any questions? Thank you, Ajahn. We have lots of online questions, actually. Okay. So I might just get a few in now. Um, I'm just going to start with the questions which relate to today's topic first. Yes. Um, the first one is, um, my daughter, six years old, does dance competitions. Mm. How can I instill these teachings into her young mind, particularly with winning and losing, mm. while still encouraging her to practice and enjoy herself so yeah because it's a competition it's yeah it is a competition but uh, the in, important thing is the uh, you can you can tell the, this uh, the everyone in the class can't win this they come to the top <laughs> everyone cannot be the first first one person can be the first so others should come behind that so it is just a uh, the occurrence it is just happening so you can try but you may lose it is a part of the life so uh, so we can we can tell people to to 
to relate to your, their day-to-day life. Even the small child can understand. So when you, when you go to eat something, sometimes you think this is right, this is good. But sometimes when you are eating, you, you, you feel uh, that is not the same. So things can change. Things, we, our experience can uh, not come according to our wish. So we can, we can relate to these things. In, but we should eat. So we have to go to eat. So we have to, we have to face to the world. We have to face to the, the examinations or the competition in this world. But it is not the case. Just we are, we are doing all these things to survive, just for survival. Not, not to, not to definitely we should have. Otherwise we are suffering. Yeah, we are suffering if we crave to all those things. That is the most important thing to keep in mind. Even for small children, we can tell these things. These things are not fixed. Whatever thing you experience now is not fixed. This year, you, you may not become the first of the class, but ne- next year, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? So the future is uncertain. Things are not, not fixed. So even the small children can, I think, understand this impermanent nature. Things are changing. So no need to worry whatever thing you get now. So the competition, whatever thing you have, you have to do it. Present moment is the important thing. Do the right thing in the present moment. Don't worry about the future. These kind of concepts you can give to your children also. That's what my understanding. I am not previously think to teach like this, but that is how we deal with our life. So that's why I'm just telling. <laughs> I, I'm not, uh, not a person who thought to teach to children. <laughs> so I'm just teaching. So how we learn and how we teach you this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ajahn. The next, uh, I'll just go to another question, then we'll maybe come back to the room. Uh, Thank you, Bhante. Can you elaborate on distinguishing or separating from name in same way as distinguishing from form? Does this relate to identity and pride and seeking praise? Yeah. Yeah, the name and form. This is this is the basic uh, classification. The how to we we separate our experiences, or the yeah the experiences mainly. So this uh, form is uh, whatever thing we take as form is uh, tangible, or the that is uh, the the basically form is the tangible objects. So this uh, the. How do we understand when we see a, a tangible object, we can touch it and feel it. So how you feel it is the, the form we define. So even we saw those objects through our eye, we are not touching by hand or the, our bodily body. We have the same perceptions. You know, this, this uh, form we take through this color, all these things are a part of our perceptions. But these tangible objects, we, the form we, we, we define as the, the how hard, how, how soft, how rough, 
how uh, smooth this kind of thing when we see this floor this carpet we think it is it is little bit rough it is not very smooth because whatever thing we see how we per- perceive this form is totally based on how we were trained to perceive these things so that's why the form is we normally describe as this uh, solid things or the form is a liquid solid the um, air this kind of this is the, the the form we describe the heat cold and uh, 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 this uh, the, the solid stuff that means patavidatu this the other one is the the, the fluids uh, then the hot and cold the heat and other is the wind so then the, the the fifth one also people say the 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 uh, akasha akasha is the space space element so the, this is the form we describe in different ways so whatever thing we we perceive as form is the form the important thing is other things are name name that is nama these are only names these are arise in our mind so that is the difference these things are not tangible these are not you can you can't use your five senses to see these things but these things arise in our mind so we classify these things in the in the basic classification these are the very wide classifications also very the, the precise or uh different kind of classifications we have if, if you go to abidam there are the the, the mentality break into 50 54 oh, yeah 54 so they it is it is more detail but the lord buddha more haven't uh, i haven't seen that that kind of classification in uh, the lord buddha sutta teachings but basically lord buddha talk about this uh, feelings perceptions volitions and consciousnesses so this this is the nama in most places in some places the the different classifications also lord buddha give so the important thing is this these are names are only just we name it but this is arising in our mind so we the our mentality we classify we break into these these classes that is called name so that's why it is important to understand these things so if it is important to meditate or 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 carefully watch mindfully watch whatever thing they arise in our mind how these feelings perceptions volitions arise how these things change time to time this is when you watch carefully you can you can separate our uh, mental experience into this mentality the different classes so they, it is important to te- uh, learn these things how to classify these things these volitions put in uh, perceptions feelings put it in the different the uh, groups how you feel what are the what are the volitions or the the choices arise in your mind regarding one object so then you can you can change you can differentiate these things feeling and perception you can differentiate but you have to develop the mindfulness to a higher level 
So that's why we have to practice meditation to see these things clearly as it is. Not involving, not, not driven by, if the mind is driven by these, your feelings and perceptions, you are, you are, your stability of your mind is very low. It is not calm to see things clearly. So that's why it is important to develop the, the mindfulness, develop the, the meditation to a higher states. Then your mind is calm, quiet and not agitated. So then when these feelings, perceptions, volitions arise, you can sh separate these things and see how it works. It, normally it, it is all, all together, like a car. When you are washing the cars going on the road, you see the cars. If you want to see the side mirrors, you can focus to the side mirrors. Then you don't see cars. You go, the side mirrors are going. <laughs> you see the right mirror only. You don't actually pay attention to the other parts of the car. <laughs> that kind of, sometimes people watch the, the model, the, the, the brand of the car. So they see the brand. <laughs> actually, they, sometimes they are not much aware of the color of the car. They only see the brand. <laughs> Sometimes that's why the people say this, the scientists do re research on these things and they clearly understand that what people see is what people want to see. <laughs> so that's why people sometimes describe about the accident. Three people describe three, three things. Sometimes they say the accident happened in a white car. Some people say, no, no, it is a red car. <laughs> So people actually, their mind put they feel the, the the other parts. Actually, they watch the uh, who who is inside and what has happened to the person. <laughs> they are not paid much attention to the color of the car. That is the problem. <laughs> so what from where you pay attention? That is the thing. So that's why this this whatever thing we are experiencing is always. The, based on causes and conditions. That's why Lord Buddha say, these feelings, perceptions and volitions are always arise based on causes and conditions. These are not fixed things. That's why this, this conscious process is just something like a mirage. It is, it, whatever thing you, you see things in now is not after some time. You don't, you see something else. So your feelings, perceptions, volitions change to a different level. So that's why Lord Buddha say, just use this one for your, just for survival in this life. But don't expect the, 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 the happiness or the, the ultimate the, the, uh, happiness through these things. These are all impermanent stuff. All are conditional, based on conditions, causes and conditions at each and every moment. When the moment change, causes and conditions change, and all these things change to different layers. So this sutta also explains the same thing. Whatever praise or blame you get is, is not permanent. These things are subject to change. So do you have any more questions? <laughs> there are more online questions, but we'll go to one okay. in the room. Yep. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bhante. Uh, I'm just wondering, so you're talking about uh, calming, calming the mind and how important it is to see clearly. Um, I'm just, uh, the question is, uh, should we just focus on calming our mind and then learn about how to categorize these experiences into the different aggregates or yeah. should we simultaneously learn how to calm our mind and also learn 
about this categorization? Uh, should we do them together or do the, the calming first and then uh, learn about categorizing? Yeah, the, these both methods can use, but I, I mostly, the, 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 my understanding is if you don't have a calm mind, if you try to categorize, actually it is, it is not, not a successful effort because uh, uh, calming mind is important to clearly see the mentality in our mind, how it drives here and there depending on causes and conditions. So it is, it is important, I think, uh, according to Buddha's teachings also, the, because Buddha uh, uh, the, uh, introduced this path, how to, how to uh, develop the wisdom, how to achieve the wisdom. So at the beginning, Lord Buddha encouraged to, to uh, develop the right view, how to see things. Because when you see things in the right way, you can let go of things. You can free your mind from affliction. You have this connecting and moving mind. So then, when you are practicing meditation, so you can release your mind from five sense world objects and free your mind from. So then your movement of mind getting low and calm mind, still mind you can develop. Then you can see your mentality clear. If your mind is moving very fast or your mind is driven by the strong forces, then you don't see your mentality clearly. You see whatever thing you want to see. That is the problem. This wanting should go to very low level. Then you see the things as it is. Otherwise, you don't see things as it is. You see whatever thing you want to see. So that's why the wanting should go down. The craving wanting should go down. So you have to first practice the letting go. Letting go means see, the cut off the value of these experiences. Contemplate as impermanent non-self. These perceptions you have to develop. So that is how I understand my practice and how it develops. So that's how I, I clearly know how it works. Then you, your, your mind becomes calm and quiet and still. Then you, you can develop the still state and see things, how things arise and pass away. <laughs> so the, 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 the another method is to, to, to watch your mind. So that is what you, I think you ask. First try to understand the mentality. So that is also possible. Because sometimes you, you, you watch your mind, but then you have to have the good foundation about classifying. That is, this is unwholesome, this is wholesome. You have to let go of the unwholesome stuff. So it, it also makes your mind calm, but I, it is better to, to develop the other way. So cut off and let go, free your mind. That means you use the right perceptions, develop the right perceptions to, to to avoid these movements, driving, let the, the, the calming down the driving forces. So if you develop the right perceptions regarding your experiences, you can quickly let go and free your mind. Okay, so if we're, if we're calm, it's, it, well, it's better to focus energy on calming rather than yes. trying to get intellectual and... Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, if you if you focus your attention to the calm part of this, your experiences, stillness, calmness, tranquility, your mind just attracted to those states. So then, after some time, you are staying there. Then you can focus to your mind and your experiences, because I know this. Some people actually have that calmness, enough calmness to to focus your attention. Uh, to the the experiences mentality it is okay because some people actually first develop their calmness be not no, actually no need to have that uh, right view at the beginning for those people because they they enjoy the calmness stillness of mind they they cultivate those habits so enjoy the stillness and calmness so then that kind of a person can focus their attention to the mentality this experiences how these experiences arises so there's what are the causes and conditions related to those experiences so then you start analyzing these things it is okay so it's just a natural thing it is a natural thing but the important thing is you have to keep in mind all these states are impermanent stuff so always arise based on causes and conditions if you don't have that prior understanding of Of the, about this nature, that is, these are all conditional. These are arise based on causes and conditions. You just take it as yours. So then you attach to these things, or you hate to these things. <laughs> if you if you know these things arise based on causes and conditions, then you relate to these things in a soft way, and you can analyze and you can see the causes and conditions. in that way you see whatever thing you want to see ultimately <laughs> otherwise you see whatever thing not beneficial to you you are more more greed more hatred rising things are otherwise you see because you see yourself so you you see in the wrong way when you see things in the wrong way the greed and hatred arise when you see things in the right way non greed non hatred arise Then the wisdom arises. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ajahn. We've run out of time, unfortunately. Uh, apologies to the people who ask questions. We don't have time for those. Um, Ajahn Aranivahari is doing the guided meditation tomorrow night. Um, maybe if there's time, we will return to some of those questions after the meditation. And so, if you are able to tune in tomorrow night, you might hear the answers to some of those questions or watch on replay on YouTube. But for now, we'll say thank you very much, um, Ajahn. Okay. Now we pay respect to Buddha Dhamma and Sangha and finish. <laughs>